in the loft. Yes, we do still exist. We're still here. We are. A few months later, summer of 2021 is over. Sad. The sun went down, got dark, put the wave runners up. Now it's time to get back in here and do some podcasting. We had our last ride on the wave runners on October the 7th, and it was near 90 degrees. And the lake was as calm as could be. It was beautiful and really hard to get them out of the water. And it's going to be 95 tomorrow. tomorrow. But if you don't put them up whenever it's warm, then you find yourself... Putting them up when it's freezing. And being pressured <laughs> to get it done, being pressured to find someone to do it, find someone to some place to store them, all the... All the, these are lake problems. Lake problems. Nobody wants to hear about these lake no. problems unless you live but on the lake. But we're thankful for them. And if you don't live on the lake, you probably have a lot nicer or several more nice, good places to eat. You probably <laughs> have shopping close by, and you probably have all kinds of other, you know, easy places to grab um, things like Starbucks or locally Rocket Brothers in Tulsa or... Keaton just told me when he came home from school today, his friend that just moved here from California, he said... Well, Keaton, if I want to go somewhere in California, I just go around the corner and I have this and I go around the other corner and I have that. <laughs> yeah, see, we don't have that here. But <laughs> we have to travel. A my point bit. is we do have a lake. We do. So we it's have good. to we have to we'll enjoy take it. what we can enjoy and we drive an hour if we want to go get some good coffee or tea or True. something, you know, to eat. So anyway, uh been a while. We're back, and so we decided to do a podcast tonight, and we're just going to, I don't know, let's just title this podcast Random Stuff, because we have so many different things we could talk about, many so many different places that we've been, and we'll get into some spiritual, supernatural revival content, which is going to just be awesome. We'll, it's fun. We'll talk about, um, I don't know, maybe... Some other things that aren't necessarily important, but fun to talk about, like, um, I don't know, maybe the celebration that we don't have to wear stupid masks in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's our podcast. We can say what we want to say. <laughs> masks are ridiculous, and um, I don't know. That's just my opinion on that. And so that junk is fading away. Thank God it didn't have too much of a surge here in Oklahoma. But COVID is getting out of here in Jesus' name. Yes. We all know people and have either had it or have friends who've had it and many who've um, you know, lost friends to it. So I'm not minimizing the effects of it, but no. the way it has it's been handled. It's real and it's nasty. Yes. The way it's been handled has made it worse. And uh, so anyway, we are thankful because the power grab that you see in a lot of other states, we don't have in Oklahoma. We have an excellent governor. And I want to take this point to uh, this opportunity to say that I am so thankful for Governor Kevin Stitt for all that he's done to stand with churches, to stand with ministries, and to stand for freedom. And, and for the unborn. And for the rights of the unborn. Um, he's standing against the indoctrination that is trying to infiltrate our schools. Uh, thank God for him, for other great governors like Ron DeSantis, yes. and so many more. And um, so there's my two cents. It's not about politics. Uh, it's about, basically, it's about what's right and what's wrong. And when what's wrong 
infiltrates our lives through politics, we should stand up and say, no, sir, no, ma'am, you're wrong, and we're not going to vote that way because that's not in accordance with the Bible. Well, the thing is, in America, we're still free. We're still free to have our opinion. We're still free to vote, even though uh, there's corruption in every you know situation, but free. we still can say what we believe. That's right. We're nope. still free. There are a lot of countries that they're really not... No, that's free not. to stand up and do what's right. They're not, and maybe maybe you're wondering what in the world are you are you coming at us with that so hot and heavy early. Well, we've been talking with friends um, from other countries uh, recently, and even had a meeting with someone. I can't say his name or anything like that because there's way too many um, things that don't need to get back to Afghanistan. But we were with a minister from Afghanistan recently and heard some of the absolute horror that goes on and the persecution against Christians. Um, we are a, friend, a very dear friend who is a pastor in Perth, Australia, and we've got word of just the socialist state that Australia has become in the past year. One and year. In one in year. In one year. They... And the freedom to gather and the freedom to worship and the freedom to, to, to do what we do that we take for granted— uh, they've lost it, and they have to fight for it. And even in our country, especially in certain other states, those freedoms, since we've talked last on this podcast, those freedoms have been attacked. Those freedoms have been, um, at some in some places, taken. And in some places, they've had people have had to stand up and fight for those freedoms. And right. so that's why I'm saying, and I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to those governors and politicians and leaders that's what really what they are. They're not politicians, they're leaders. Right. The ones who are That's just true. wanting power, the ones who are just wanting to show their power because of COVID, those people are politicians. But the real leaders stand for freedom and defend our freedoms. And we're praying for those That's ministries in good, Afghanistan. Good way to put that. Yes. yes. The ministries in Afghanistan, Australia, all those places. Um, we pray for them dearly. Yes. We're thankful for them. And, and if you saw through my eyes the things I see, You'd probably understand why I'm so hot and heavy on this exact subject right yes. now. Yes, and we we follow. We actually have given to another ministry that they specifically uh, go into Afghanistan and some of the Middle East countries, and they help Christians. They help the poor. They uh, see firsthand all of the persecution. And one of the most amazing things that I've seen is they say they don't necessarily want you to pray that they're not persecuted. They want you to pray that they will be bold, that they'll st still be bold to be a Christian, to stay a Christian and to proclaim the name of Jesus, even though at many times they face uh, death or beatings or imprisonment, or they can't get food just because they're a Christian for no other reason. And so we really, want to pray for our brothers and sisters in the Middle East and in those persecuted places. Pray for them for boldness. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here we are. Um, we have seen, talk about surges. <clears throat> and there's, every, you know, every kind of surge there is when it comes to um, this pandemic. And it's become, you know, the thing that the, the media and the fake news are just absolutely obsessed with is how many people are dying, how many people have this, how many new cases, blah, 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 blah. Nothing but bad news. But we are here to spread the gospel, which the gospel is good news. Yes, it is. And we've been seeing different kinds of surges. 
a totally yes. different kind of surge. Really good There's surges. a surge in the church. And, and there I, is. I, I mean, our church is, of course, but I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about mm-hmm. in the United States and even around the world, these ministers we just referenced a few moments ago. Yes. There's a surge of revival yes, and a is. surge of excitement and a surge of renewal and refreshing for those who are hungry for it. And so tell them a little bit about what we started, what we've been doing and what we're in the middle of right now. Well, recently we began a Sunday night. Um, what would you call it? Resurgence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Resurge. Not to be redundant, Resurgence. but <laughs> a resurgence on Sunday nights. And, you know, uh, a lot of places don't have a Sunday night service. Um, and we've, we have just determined that we were going to keep our Sunday night services. We've had to kind of fight for them, but God has just put a new vision in our hearts uh, to revive Sunday night services. And so we renamed them, we revamped the whole service, and we call them Revival Nights. And that's exactly what they are. We come together and we have one goal in mind, and that's revival. And we come in, we let God move how he wants. We don't have a specific agenda. If the Holy Spirit comes in and just goes a totally different direction, we just follow and we want revival. We want impartation. We want the manifest presence of God. We want the Holy Spirit to move. We want signs, wonders, miracles. We want people to leave different than they came. And we launched that, I believe, September 13th. Was that the right date? Uh, a few weeks the ago ni- on a Sunday 19th. night. The 19th. And then we also started a class called Generation Revival. That's a Monday night class that I've been teaching on uh on revival and spreading revival uh, to the next generation and the next generation. And so we have been focusing on the presence of God, how to enter into the presence of God, how to carry the presence of God, how to practice the presence of God. And we have seen such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in those classes and on our Sunday night revival nights. We've seen such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We've already got testimonies coming in. And, and you know, when, when we really focus and come together in unity on one specific thing, going after one specific thing together, then God just comes and he says, if we're hungry, he'll fill us. And our people are so hungry for a move of God like we've never seen before. We, we have a church that we're so grateful that uh, we've, always honored the Holy Ghost and always let the Holy Ghost move. But we're a people that right now we're crying out for more than we've had. We're crying out for an encounter that we've not yet experienced because there's always more of God. And that's exactly what we're getting. We're just so overjoyed. That's exactly right. And the testimonies uh, have been coming quick. They have, People have been healed. Um, People have been renewed. They've been set free, And specifically, we've seen people delivered. We've seen people. Yes, so much. We've seen, you know, a lady, a lot of personal things that I don't want to talk about, but right in the middle of the class, she interrupted the class to share and and just explain, I've carried this issue my whole life, and it went all the way back to something you know, decades ago and how she was abused. And she just shared and poured it out in front of 40 people in the class that night. Because God just set her free right there, right in the middle of the class. We were just doing kind of an opening prayer before we started. And and 
God just hit her right there. Right there. Sitting there ready, you know, with books and notebooks Mm -hmm. spread out on the table in front of her. The power of God just came. She was set free and just had to share it. And uh, from that moment until now, and that was weeks ago, she just cannot get enough of God. I know. She just cannot um, tell enough about what God has done for her. She has... Um, really nothing else. She doesn't want to do anything else except just talk about it and tell how free that she is. And part of what we've been, you know, talking about and the vision of what God gave us with Revival Nights and with Generation Revival, part of it goes to, uh, is about this, increasing your capacity yes. to receive. And so when you increase That was your, a big deal, too. That, yes. And so when you increase your capacity, yes. it's it, we're not going to, okay, Let's get this, break this down. We're not going to gain weight so we can receive more of God. That's not how you do it. We're not, you know, physically going to become bigger people or beings. But the way we increase our capacity to receive is to get rid of junk that we've got inside of us. And it comes in forms of, you know, unforgiveness and, and, and hatred and bitterness and jealousy and all or these even things. things that are on us like rejection or depression yes or unworthiness there are so many things that the enemy puts in our lives to block us from having that capacity to receive the presence of god the way that god wants to give it to us because he knows how much victory there is in that well that's right and if you think about it you know we are basically a vessel or a cup you know the old the benny hen song and uh you know my if you don't know me then uh (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you right now, my favorite music, it doesn't match maybe a lot of things in my life, but my favorite music for altar service is what Benny Hinn plays at his meetings and Billy Burke. And and one of the songs, it's an old, old song called Fill My Cup. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill me up. And we sing that, but really, if you think about it, that's really what we are. We're just an empty vessel. That's right. We're just an empty or a cup that sometimes... We want God to fill us, but we're already filled with something else that we shouldn't be. So how do we increase our capacity? You know, Jabez prayed. The prayer of Jabez was, Lord, make my uh, borders to expand. expand." And then if you read the end of the verse, it actually goes on in one, one translation at the end of that verse of Jabez prayer. One translation says, so that I will be free from the pain. It actually says oh, that. Man. So that we will overcome. Ooh, that's and, powerful. And that's exactly what we've been seeing happening in yes. these revival classes. Because we can't experience something new and fresh that God wants to do unless we're going to get rid of the old. Yes. We can't experience the new unless we get rid of the old. Right. And can't so bring the we, old junk into a new season. That's for sure. right. So, and, yeah. and sometimes, you know, of course, there's bondages that we've been referencing that God wants to deliver us from. But sometimes it's just getting rid of, you know, always hanging on to the move of God that used to happen. And don't yes. get me wrong. I'm a historian of revival and I love it. And I want God to do it again. But I want him to do it again new and fresh. Sometimes God won't do the new thing because we're expecting him to do the old thing. That's good. But he's a new God. He said, behold, now I now I do a new thing. Behold, now it shall spring forth. Yes. It's in Isaiah. Amen. And so that's that's really what we've been experiencing over the past few weeks. Yes. Um, it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the what you were talking about being the earthen vessel, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, but we have this treasure in earthen containers or earthen vessels. And that treasure is talking about the glory of God. We have the glory yeah. of God in this earthen vessel 
this container that this flesh that we live in. So it says, so that the extraordinary greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. And so we carry that glory and we can carry as much as we can contain. Oh, that's good. So if we stretch out our stakes and extend our tent, you know, make our empty out. But see, the Bible says also to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets. Well, there are things that are weights that may not send you to hell, but they're going to keep you from having a full flow yeah. of the river of God That's in your right. life. Because we we have the river of God flowing in us, and a river does just that. It flows. It moves. A river flows. It comes in, and it goes out. And a river never is stagnant. But if we get stopped up and dammed up in our spirit, then sometimes we can get stagnant. And, you know, it's easy for a Christian to do that. Yep. You look around and see dead churches. Well, that's what they are. They're stagnant. That's right. But a river comes in and flows out. So we have to know how to, to receive right. the glory, which that was a big one too. Mm-hmm. class. We did a whole class on receiving the presence of God. And we had so many people testify and get free. And they, and they would tell us, I don't know why I was one of those people that looked around and I could see other people getting touched by the power of God. And I was just sitting there and I didn't know how to receive that. Well, we, we taught them how to receive and then you got to know how to carry it and then you got to know how to let it flow out so that it's always flowing. Receive, carry, and release. Yes. Woo. Good. Receive it, carry it, and release it. Yes. Amen. And that's what we do so that we stay alive and we are not that a dead Christian. We are alive. We are with the living word inside of us going forth and accomplishing what he sent it to do. Yep. What he pleases. Heaven on earth. That's right. That's, That's what right. we go after. The kingdom of heaven on earth. How about that receiving class? Wasn't that? Oh, that, was, that, that was a fun one. Was that not the funnest class? It was so fun because it was so, you could see their faces light up after we taught them yes. on receiving. And then the power of God just came. We didn't really have a prayer line. We just started praying at the end and just letting the Holy Spirit move and Man, the power of God came so strong. It was one of those heavy, weighty glories. And people were manifesting under the power of God with nobody touching them. They just, it just was the whole atmosphere was permeated with the glory of God. Class goes from, well, kind of scheduled to kind of go from about seven till about nine. And I think it was well after 10 o'clock. And people, by the time we left, people yeah. just they just stayed. They just didn't want to leave. They didn't want to move. No, yeah. no. And and we uh, as we're recording this, we still have a couple of weeks left. So maybe when you're listening to this, it might already be over the class anyway. However, that same presence and power and surge that we're talking about that doesn't have to end. No, it does come in waves. Yes, but it doesn't have to be there. There doesn't have to be delay between the moves of God. See, that's good. I'm <clears throat> I'm a firm believer that what we've seen if you look all the way going back to the uh, great awakening, Jonathan Edwards preached sinners in the hands of an angry God, Azusa Street, um, the 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 Welsh outpouring, you could read all about all those, you can study even more recent the Brownsville outpouring, um, these major moves of God, they shouldn't be spread out by 20, 50, and sometimes even more years. True. It shouldn't true. be that way. I've never, I love to go to the beach, and so do you. Mm-hmm. 
I've never just been there on a calm day. I mean, I've been there on calm days where, where it was really awkward. Yeah. Because there just wasn't a lot of waves moving. Mm-hmm. But I've never been there on a day like that where just one wave came in. Oh, yeah. And that was it. But when the waves start coming and beating against the shore, they come in a rhythm. And it's yes. one after the other, after the other, after the other. And there's not a delay. And there's not a delay. The Bible says this. It's good. It says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Mm-hmm. And we uh, revivalists and those that you know search and long for that kind of revival and outpouring, it's easy to get discouraged because you look and read about these moves of God. And we are fortunate enough that we were able to even be in the Brownsville outpouring several times. Um, it's it's sad because we can get frustrated because we're when's the next move of God right. coming? When's when the next come? wave coming? Mm-hmm. And then God's just been taking me down this journey um, that it's not it's not Him just, that we're waiting just on? deciding. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to wait for no reason. Yeah, it's us. We've yeah. become occupied with other things, and other things have filled our time and our schedule. But we've just decided these past couple of months. We're we're going to have another wave of God's glory. Yes. We're, we're we're just going to be like Jacob if we have to, and we'll just wrestle for it if we have to. But we had to push through a, a little bit. Yes. We had to spend some time in some uh, you know some warfare prayer for a little while. But that's that's only brief. There is a breakthrough that happens, and when the breakthrough comes, it is it's like it unleashes the the, the river, the yes. floodgates, and it's just wave after wave after wave so now we get we get together on sundays of course morning and evening um we get together on monday evenings and it's wednesdays thursdays and back on sunday so it's just wave after wave after wave and it all Mm -hmm. it's all because we don't come wondering if god's going to move we come expecting yes god to move expecting him and also (coughs) putting a demand on on the anointing Saying, God, yes. I want that. I yes. want this is this is what I want to see. A specific request. Everybody's different. Everybody's experienced him in different ways. But a specific request of God, this is what I want. I'm putting a demand on the anointing. Right. Putting a demand on your presence. I want more than I've ever had before. And I, I experienced that personally in one of our cl- generation revival classes a couple of weeks ago when the glory was so strong. It actually I, it got uncomfortable for my flesh. Like if I'm being very honest, because it was so mm, char the the atmosphere was so charged with the with the glory that heavy weighty glory of God that you almost were afraid to move. You know, you were afraid to you know that anything you might have done would be in uh, yeah. You don't want to not in reverence. Yeah, you don't want to touch the ark and. So that's when we, you know, we would just begin to walk softly and, and people would come up for prayer and, and the Holy Spirit was like, don't even touch them. Don't touch them. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's God, God's only, you know, doing this. And people would just get the manifest presence of God all over them with nobody laying hands on them. That's it right. was just, it was so powerful. But just to come with that hunger, that expectancy and that demand on the anointing right. that God, I got to see this. And like you said, you know, we're not waiting on God. He's he's waiting on us. Right. Well, 
it reminds me, and I, I want you to tell this story. I'll okay. just ask you some questions about it because the night you told this story and you told several stories, okay, it just released and broke something yeah. in people's ability to receive. But you're talking True. about waiting, uh, not waiting on God anymore, but deciding to do something to move God because he just wants us to move. He, he's good. moved yeah. with our hunger. He's just yes. ready. Yes. And so you told the story. You were in a meeting in Tulsa at a women's meeting and the the pastor friend of ours who was leading the service she said that um she was going to pray for people and she just you know was just kind of having fun uh just flowing in the gifts doing what god was leading her to do and she said i want to pray for somebody that has something green if you're wearing green i want you to come up here and be prayed for now you did not have green on in your clothes or anything no. like that but you came up with an excuse because you were placing a demand on the anointing. Yes. You made up a reason, right? Isn't that, isn't that what God's looking for? We make up reasons to get away from everything that's, true. that's God. <laughs> God's looking for somebody that'll make up a reason to get to him. Yes. Well, so in that service, I was sitting there and it was one of those things where if you went up there, she, she said, if you're wearing green, I want to pray for you right now. Well, I needed a healing. I can't even remember what I needed yeah, <laughs> at the moment. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. But uh, I didn't have green on, and I was thinking, okay, well, if I go up there, I might be told to sit down. Like, you don't have green on, go sit back down. Well, but I remembered that I had put green eyeshadow on. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for this. Take a risk. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go for it. It's fine. I just want I just want it. Okay, so I walked up there and she said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Well, I have green eyeshadow on." And I pointed to my eyes. And right after I said, "I have green eyeshadow on," the power of God hit me and I just kind of collapsed to the to the ground. The usher barely broke my fall because he wasn't ready. Yes. She hadn't prayed for me, nothing. I just went out under the power right then and yep. I watched the video back and and our pastor friend looked at on the ground and saw me and she goes, and now she's healed. That's all it was. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it took. And, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just awesome because I just kind of took that risk because play, I thought, well, yes. you know what, if I get told to sit down, I guess I get told to sit that's down, right. but, but you took whatever. a risk and you placed a demand on the, anointing. on the anointing because yes, just the woman with the issue of blood took a risk, got on her hands and she knees, she took a big risk, pushed through. Yes. To place a demand on the anointing mm -hmm. that was on Jesus, just touch his garment. Yep. So it's the power of God's released. With, it was released on the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't turn and lay hands on her. It was released on you. That's true. Yes. Whenever you just decided, I'm going to take a risk and get up there and see what happens. Um, right. It, the power of God is released in that atmosphere of complete hunger for him. And expectancy. Expectancy. Expecting right. something mm -hmm. big. The Bible says we're blessed if we're hunger for hungry, for we will be filled. That's what it's talking about. And so, um, you know, you told that story in the class, and everybody, since then, everybody just comes up to me. I just love that story. I love that story. <laughs> and then you told a few other stories. But yes. really, it's, you know, we're getting into just some practical things. But really, it's it's not that difficult to just receive the presence of God. The word said it's an abiding presence. What does that mean? That means he's always here. He's always, always with us. Yes. We, we don't have to beg him to come down. He left the comforter 2,000 years ago when he ascended to heaven. He left it. It manifested in Acts chapter 2. And the, and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost has been 
active in the earth realm ever since that day. Yes. And his, so now here we are. Right. And his presence, like you said, is always here. And I, I always remember what uh, Billy Burke said in the service that we were in with him uh, not very long ago. In July, I think. In July. And he said, you know, so many people pray, Lord, I want more of you. I want more of you. But really, God's saying, well, I want more of you. Yes. God's telling us, I want more of you. And that's where the whole expanding your capacity and then opening yourself to receive from him because he is there ready to pour out his presence. His presence is there. It is there. So we just have to receive. And so many times I think people strive and they try and they make it so difficult but I just I always say it's like at Christmas when you have a present wrapped up for your child and you hand them a present it would be like them doing cartwheels and jumping up and down and saying look mommy I can do this I can do this if watch me do this and then you'll give me that present you know if if I do this will you give it to me and you're sitting there handing it to them and it's bought it's paid for it's wrapped up it has their name on it and they won't receive all they got to do is grab it and take it and open it up tear into it and that's often the way we are with the presence of god because you know it seems so untangible but i guess that's the problem is that really the presence of god if it is allowed to manifest is tangible it's more tangible than uh this table here in front of us when we feel the manifested presence of god i'm reading that aw tozer (coughs) book experience in the presence of God. And he says the manifest conscious presence of God, the presence of God that you are aware of, you're conscious of it, you know, it's there and it's manifesting. You can see it. You can feel it. It's a tangible presence and we just got to take it and receive that presence. That's right. And maybe you're thinking, well, you know, I don't, I don't know about the manifest presence of God, just knowing he's around or just knowing is enough. But let me let me beg to differ with you if that's where you stand today. Maybe you're not from the background we're from. Doesn't matter about denomination, doesn't matter about about any of that, but well, <coughs> excuse me. I'm I'm actually not but my parents no. weren't from <coughs> where we're from either right. <laughs> when I when I was little bitty I mean I am because it's all I've ever known since I was a little kid uh the the Holy Spirit and right all. and so what I <clears throat> what I was going to say is before I got choked up on that tea I just took a drink <laughs> of what I was going to say is maybe you think you're not about the manifest presence of God but really if you've ever asked God for healing then you are about the manifest presence because oh, you're yes. asking him to manifest, manifest in the form healing. of a healing. Yeah. If you need, uh, if you've ever prayed for God to help you out of a financial problem, you are about the manifest presence yes. of God. You're asking that miracle to manifest. manifest. So really, if you even want, if you ever ask God to answer a prayer, then you are, uh, you are a believer in the manifest presence of God. Yes. And so that's what we're talking about is the presence of God that, that what's what God's doing in the, supernatural realm becomes visible tangible in the natural realm yes that's when his presence touched the earth that's what happened in Acts chapter Mm 2 they were in one mind and one accord fire set up on their heads visible fire that wasn't uh some kind of you know figure of speech right no that was actual visible fire literal yes and they took it out they didn't just keep it in they took it out on the streets and people on the streets were going they look like they're drunk and they were drunk but not with 
some alcohol or some some wine or something else. They were drunk on the presence of God, and they were drunk on the new wine. And it was promised, and it came, and it's still yes. here today. And so when we try to have the presence of God and not let him manifest, that's where we get all messed up. That's right. There's nothing more confusing to your spirit, man, than to ask the presence of God to come but try to contain him in a box to try to live some stoic, boring, dead, dry relationship with God. Listen, every funeral he went to, he raised the dead. Yes. He spit right. in the blind man's eyes and his eyes were opened. Uh, he he turned over the, 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 the tables of the money changers in, in, the, in the temple. I mean, he wasn't some boring person. He made news everywhere he That's went. Good. That's true. The, to walk with Jesus was the most radical walk you could yes. walk. And it still is today. It's, it should not be That's something right. where Amen. people wonder if we have a relationship with God. Yes. It should be something where they know, because just like the ones that spilled out of the upper room, they could see it on their face. They could see it. And they need to be able to see it on us. Yes. That's the presence of God that we're going after and we're experiencing. And you Amen. too, wherever you're listening from, you too can experience this presence of God. We invite you to, if you're anywhere in driving distance, come and, and join us for one of our services Sunday mornings at 1030 and Sunday evenings at 605. We call them Revival Nights. It's Lighthouse Christian Center in Eufaula, Oklahoma. But if you can't get here, you can always join us on our website, lighthouseok.org. You can watch every service is posted live. You can, of course, uh, listen to these podcasts on whatever whatever platform you're on right now. But you can also go to intheloftpodcast.com. You'll find us there. There's so many different ways to stay connected. We're on Facebook, Jonathan and Kelly Parish Ministries, as well as our personal Facebook pages individually. Join us there. We'd love to have you if yes. you want to know a little bit more about us and what we're about and what we do. And so... Um, I think it's been fun to get back on here and yes. talk. What do you think? It's good. It was really fun. I'm excited about it. It was a lot of fun, and so uh, we will be back sooner. We're not going to wait three months before you hear from us again, and uh, we'll be back as soon as we can, and just keep watching, stay in touch, and we... Share this we're, podcast. We're going to stay in it. the presence of God. Yeah, and tell us Give your... Give us five stars. Yes, <laughs> five-star rating, and tell us, send us messages about... You know how you're being blessed by the podcast. We've got several from the website in the loftpodcast.com, several comments and downloads and, and all those types of things. Thank you so much for um, letting us know how this podcast is a blessing to you. Thanks it, for listening. It was fun. Yeah. We'll see you next time on In the Loft. See ya.